The Litro Lab Podcast. Institute Library Technical Paper RN2399-2037 On eccentricities of inverse Cronus and clastic perturbations of the quantum time manifold with respect to heliocentric gravity waves. The quantum waveform of a chronodynamically charged spinning singularity, when perturbed to the nth dimension by a pure neutron mass, can result in an unstable and highly eccentric oscillation of the... Are you still there? I know it's you. Nobody else would still be reading. Forgive me. I didn't know how else to get in touch. It's been difficult for me. I never really expected to be in this situation, leaving messages to my alternative self in the Institute's archives. You, no doubt, will find the whole thing equally strange, but if I may, some advice. Watch out for McKinnery. He does not have your interests at heart. On the other hand, Svensson, despite his bluff exterior, is as sharp as they come, and it's worth taking him into your confidence early on in the proceedings. I can't tell you too much about the science itself, especially as my efforts, ultimately, must be considered a failure. Perhaps you will have better luck and navigate safely through the myriad difficulties that have beset my best efforts. But for that to be true, I cannot afford to guide you down the same erroneous path that I myself have taken. In my reality, it is T-5. The surface temperature is 95 degrees centigrade, and the sky writhes and burns under the lash of the sun's magnetosphere. Even though the Institute is one of the few places still fully shielded from the effects, it has been abandoned. The remaining denizens of the Earth have finally crawled out from under the rocks they have hidden beneath these last ten years, knowing that their puny shelters will not stop what is about to be unleashed. They gather together in solidarity within fragile domes perched upon the Earth's scorched surface, awaiting the end. I will not be able to join them. I'm using the emergency power reserves to inscribe this message across the multiverse, and it is 97% probable that when I am done, I'll find the exit tube lacks the energy needed to propel me to the surface. The Institute, my home for almost a decade, will also be my tomb, for the next five days at least. Do not grieve for me. I am relieved not to have to face the compassion of my fellow man, knowing that I am the one person who might have saved them. So yes, what you're working on is critically important. I go as far to say you're the last hope, the only hope. I know you have your doubts, I did, but you need to get over the moral implications as fast as you can. You can't think of it as genocide. They're all doomed whether you succeed or not, and for all intents and purposes, it is best to view the lower realities, mine included, merely as potential energy sinks. That you might hasten their demise is neither here nor there. You must do what you can to guarantee the survival of your own world. To that end, I would advise you not to attempt to establish visual communication as you embark on the level 3 interface. It will only be an awkward distraction for you, and the time and energy spent would be better served 
trying to solve the fifth and sixth form Lagrange equations. These are your top priority. Everything else hinges upon them, and you should not let anything get in your way. If McKinnery and Fowler come to you with their ideas on why the sun has accelerated its decline, refuse to speak to them. Their theory can't be proven. It requires that the hearts of my son, your son, and every other son across the multiverse are connected in a fashion they can't explain. Even if this were true, it would not obviate the obvious, that without intervention the sun in your reality is on the verge of imminent collapse. It is a moot and irrelevant point that your attempts to save the Earth might endanger more than just the lower phase reality you choose to siphon the gravitational energy to. The idea that these energy transfers might aggregate, might combine and reinforce each other to plunge the sun into its current instability does not, as they will claim, justify abandoning your experiments and doing nothing. If they persist with their notions, and it looks like Caldwell might be swayed by their arguments, Fowler's safe combination is 78-12-83. It contains enough evidence to have both of them expelled from the Institute. It may seem an extreme measure to take against your fellow researcher, but your survival, and the survival of every person alive, depends upon maintaining a solid focus on your goals. Finally, dear friend, dear self, please recognise that even with my meagre advice, you are far more likely to fail than to succeed, that out of a hundred billion possible universes, perhaps only a handful will successfully manage the energy transfer necessary to prevent disaster. So, enjoy what simple pleasures come your way, as long as they do not interfere with your research. On that note, I am reliably informed that Fowler's safe also contains a quite exceptional 30-year-old scotch. Actually, for a reliably informed reader I have in my hand, and it really is rather good. But I must wrap up, the lights are dimming under the strain of holding the field open for so long. If you are not making good progress by the time the event horizon engulfs Mercury, then it is too late for you. Please, if that comes to pass, do as I have done, and leave a message for the most promising of the higher realities you can contact. Perhaps, God willing, they will have better luck than you or I. Farewell. Subscribe to Literal Lab Podcast on Spotify.